It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 349 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Community. It is March 3rd, 2022, and this is Jen. I'm going to start the show with some union-related topics that I found on Twitter. One of them is from the Game Workers Alliance, or GWA, and they have a little thread here, and this is what they wrote. Last week, we began our NLRB hearing because Activision has refused to recognize the fact that we, the supermajority of workers at Raven QA, have organized our union at We Are GWA. That's their union. In spite of their stalling efforts, we still overwhelmingly support our union. Activision fears the support we have, which is why they are trying to push our NLRB election back by demanding a hearing to try and undermine our organizing. During the hearing, management misrepresented our work to try and keep Raven QA workers from voting yes for their union. While management spent time discrediting our work and our organizing, they did not acknowledge our concerns around the extensive pay gaps we face, our workloads, or any of the problems we have spent years working to address. Even now, management continues to ignore the problems we face because of of the unstable working conditions they have created for us. That is why we are so proud to have organized our union. With a protected voice on the job, we will compel management to listen and implement changes we know will not just benefit Raven QA, but will send a message across the industry. That is why we will not stop organizing. We the workers will win. There's a little blue heart and the hashtag we are Raven and the hashtag we are GWA. There is a Twitter account called Is Bobby Kotek Still CEO? Question mark. And they have been, whoever's behind it, has been posting yes, unfortunately, or sadly yes. And then after the Microsoft acquisition started posting yes, but not for long. Well, they have decided to tweet this. They wrote, this is your daily reminder to check if you can help the GoFundMe. And the GoFundMe is for the ABK, that's Activision Blizzard King Workers Alliance. And I'll put links to everything I talk about into the show notes so you can find it easily if you want to. And, you know, that's a good thing to do because I don't, what I, we knew for a while that they were doing a fundraiser and that had some issues and then those got straightened out. And the purpose is to fund workers that are trying to get their union if they're protesting or striking or that type of thing. And so it's important, but we haven't really heard a lot of action. We've heard almost no action except for bad choices from ABK, I guess, especially Activision from what I'm seeing and reading and hearing. And it's really easy if you don't hear you know, happy news like, hey, we got this far or we got our union card signed or we got, you know, whatever. It's easy to forget that they're still working on this. The workers still want this union. The union will benefit the workers. That's what they're for. So, you know, you kind of have to keep in mind that this is ongoing. And just because you're not hearing as much about it, 
you know, it didn't disappear. It's not solved. It's not, you know, helping the workers right now. It's a fight still. So if you have a little bit of money and you'd like to support the ABK Workers Alliance GoFundMe, there's a link in the show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com where you can do that. At Tech Jess, who was at Blizz Jess, I'm going to stop saying that after this show because I've said it so many times, had a comment about that. And she wrote, sad that Activision is tripling down on their anti-union campaign even after the letter sent to Bobby Kotek from a U.S. senator. Today they sent a video to all of Raven Software with misleading claims on how a union will affect the studio. Actually abhorrent. She continues in a second tweet. They've resorted to a disinformation campaign because employees realize they deserve to not be exploited. Do better and links a bunch of um, people in there, including Bobby Kotek, Xbox, uh, P3, and Microsoft. And uh, someone asked if anyone was sharing the video and Jessica responded as of now, which was March 1st. I, as of now, no, I don't want people to get fired because there are transcripts. So... That's how things are going with Activision Blizzard Union, and it's disheartening, it's annoying, it's probably expected from Kotec, considering everything various news sites that are credible news sites have said about his past behavior and many things and all of the stuff we know about the lawsuits, which I'm not going to all reiterate here, but I have been talking about this for a while, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, just back up some shows and it's probably in there somewhere. Microsoft recently posted a thing on their Xbox Wire. has nothing to do with unions, as far as I know. (laughs) Didn't say anything about unions. This is about games. So this uh, post was titled, Coming Soon to Xbox Game Pass. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Kentucky Route Zero, and more. So this is what's coming. And some of these games, um, under the Coming Soon little logo on that site, says Cloud. So it's got a screen of like a computer screen and a tablet and a, a controller. And then there's Console, which is looks like the console. And then Windows PC, which is, you know, you could play some of their games on Windows PC. I'm using an Xbox S because I've I'm, you know, playing on a Mac normally. When I play Diablo 3, it's always been on a Mac. And, you know, you can't really play PC games on your Mac easily. It's not something that's, you know, you'd click a button and can do. So whichever of these you play, it seems like some of these will be relevant to you. So I'm going to just read you some titles and, um, you know, see, you know, just a few things you might want if you're playing Xbox. And so there's... a game called Far Changing Tides, and it looks like it's a post-apocalyptic world, and you have to navigate the helm of a unique ship that uh, evolves as you go. It's a puzzle solver as well. There's the Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's in the cloud. The uh, Far Far Changing Tides is cloud console and PC. The Microsoft Flight Simulator is in the cloud, so if you have a PC and you want to fly some planes, (laughs) there you go. Uh, Coming soon are the following. One of them came out today, Lightning Returns Final Fantasy XIII, and that's on console and PC. It says, Lightning, the star of the Final Fantasy XIII series, is poised to face her ultimate challenge. Experience a new game world, a new battle system, and extended customization features. Um, And so it just goes on from there. There's Kentucky Route Zero, which is cloud console and PC. And it says ID at Xbox on there. I'm not sure what that means or if that's maybe the 
company that made it? I'm not really sure. It's described as a magical, realist adventure game about a secret highway running through the caves beneath Kentucky and the mysterious folks who travel it. On March 10th, again, there is a lawn mowing simulator for Xbox One. Um, and I guess you can, if they're doing um, backwards compatibility, then maybe you can get it on other Xboxes. But that's the lawnmower simulating one. I've heard of one person I know that has played it and seems to enjoy it a person that does a lot of um, other simulation games. And then Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, that's available in cloud, console, and PC as of March 10th. I think we all know what that is, so I'm just going to move on. There's a game called Young Souls, which is cloud, console, and PC, and it also says ID at Xbox, also to be released on March 10. Um, You can play solo or co-op to rescue the professor, and there's a bunch of, it looks like, brightly colored artwork not not quite anime but not quite it's not realistic like i don't know as realistic as you could have in a in a game um almost cartoony i guess kind of cartoony and it it looks kind of neat it looks kind of fun and then there's there's an update about xbox apps and uh no man's sky sentinel update that's available now and there's some more. There's some just a bunch in here. There's a couple of things we'll be leaving on March 15. So if you want to play this on cloud, console, and and or PC, the games that are going to disappear by March 15 from the Xbox Pass is uh, Near Automata, something called Fogs or P H O G S exclamation point, uh, Torchlight Three, and The Surge Two. So that's just something to keep in mind if you want to play some of those games. The Realm Maintenance Podcast did an episode, episode number 320. I'm behind on listening to all podcasts, so I'm getting there, but you know, I, I miss things. This one I, I happen to find and I listen to. It's a really good show, and it was hosted by uh, at Tweets with Ease, who is taking over for Athelis, at least for now, and Roe. Uh, Roe WCR on Twitter. You've probably, if you've been to a BlizzCon, you've probably. You know, you probably run into Roe at some point. He helps out with those uh, Con Before the Storm type things and some of the podcasting. So um, they were both doing the show. And towards the beginning, they uh, did a shout out to Shattered Soulstone, which I didn't expect at all. And it was within a little conversation about how we need to keep talking about the unionization efforts of you know game companies, especially the ones for the games we play, but others as well. You know, a couple podcasts were mentioned that they do talk about it. And uh, Roe, I think, brought up that I talk about this all the time on Shattered Soulstone. So that was kind of nice. And I'm I'm almost all the way through that episode. I stopped so I could do this show and get it out on time. But um, it's a really good episode. They've got a chat with um, the two hosts from the Third Faction show. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So if you want to check it out again, show notes at ShatteredSoulstone.com. The Diablo account wrote this. Who is your favorite Hellspawn and why is it the Dune Stingers? Which is not my favorite one. Um, But people really responded to this. From what I'm seeing, the first response said, What the hell, dude? It's clearly Rockinishu. And the Diablo account said, Rockinishu brings joy. The Stingers bring rage. The choice is clear. And there's a few others in here. Um, someone says, Mallet Lords are the best, and I won't hear otherwise. The Diablo account says, The best at smashing, we agree. Because that's what they do. They like smash you or they like uh, kick you across the room. Uh, somebody likes the Dunes uh, Stingers. And um, let's see. Someone named Inverse Thunder has posted a screenshot from Diablo 2, which looks 
like the original graphics, like they're playing it on that. And there's Rakanishu in the middle of the Sending Stones with a bunch of other little guys that sort of look like him and one player character. And so they're uh, choosing Rakanishu for the, the answer to the question. Um, let's see who else, what else did they say here? Uh, some unrelated things. They're related to Diablo, but not related to the question. And that's about it. So that was kind of fun. Um, my favorite one, personally, I like fighting the Morlu. And they're in Act 4. And as you start to go towards killing Diablo, whether you're doing that in season or off-season, it's still there. And you can still play with, you know, and fight those. Now, the reason I like the Morlu is because there's a, there's a lore connection with that. Um, I'll briefly go about it here. In the books written by Richard Knack, the trilogy... Somewhere in there, you get information about the Morlu. And long story short, they are hellish demons that uh, fight each other constantly to the death. And then they all respawn and do it again over and over and over. And I thought, man, that would be something fun to fight. So when I found the Morlu in Diablo 3, I was really excited. But they don't respawn. So <laughs> unless they're part of one of those chests that you have to open. So um, I like those. I've always wanted to fight Morlu since I read the description of them. So that's my personal favorite. And what I, I didn't type it out to the Diablo account, but that's my favorite. If you want to, you know, send a message or... Uh, comments to Shattered Soulstone um, about what your favorite Hellspawn is, then let me know and just tweet it out to the Shattered Soulstone account, account at shatteredstone.com and I'll get it on the show. Rod Ferguson, who is the EP of the Diablo franchise at Blizzard, posted a, a tweet with a photo. There's a photo of him with the orc statue and someone has photoshopped his face onto the orc's face, so it looks like he's sitting there. And he wrote today, and today would be, uh, he wrote this actually today, March 3rd. Today is my second anniversary with Blizzard leading the Diablo franchise. While I've only had eight days on campus and have never met most of the people I work with in person, I am extremely proud of our teams. Lots more great Diablo experiences to come. And he hashtagged, or put a hashtag uh, D2R. Hashtag D3, hashtag Immortal, hashtag Diablo 4. It's a really nice picture. When I first saw it, I didn't even notice that the the orc face had been um, altered to match Rod Ferguson's face. So that's cool. And I have um, a forum post that went out. I think I missed it on the last show. But it's about the PTR update and that, uh, in short, I'm going to say that Pez Radar, who's a community manager for Diablo, said that the PTR was on the horizon at that time on what looks like February 25th, and they are going to be testing ladder. It would be, uh, he said, this is expected to launch next week from that point in time. So I'm not going to read the whole thing because some of this might be irrelevant at this point. And it was just kind of a heads up, here's what we're doing kind of thing. That was also, he, he posted a link to that, to the news on Blizzard on also February 28th, so we have that. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected Patch 2.4 PTR Ladder Testing Now Live. That was on February 28th that that went out. And I'm pretty sure that Shattered Soulstone went up before that. Let me check real quick. Yeah, it went up like two days before this came out. So I'm going to read a little bit of that to you. You've probably gone through some of it if you're super excited about it. But for those that missed it, it is uh, Public Test Realm Patch 2.4 and Ladder. It is now live 
And it went live on March 2nd and will focus on ladder functionality, Uber Diablo updates, additional balance changes, and bug fixes since the previous PTR. This is a continuation of our previous PTR, so any balance changes mentioned here are on top of the changes that were already live as of our last PTR. And here's some details. ETR focus and details. Heroes of Sanctuary, thank you for your outpouring of feedback on some of the first changes made to Diablo 2 in over a decade. We return to you with adjustments to those changes based on your thoughts, opinions, and survey answers. With this round of changes, we spent most of our efforts on the areas where the feedback was overwhelmingly unified, as well as some areas where we may not have pushed hard enough for meaningful change. We would love to hear more of your thoughts on these iterations. As we progress in this PTR, Please be aware there may be periodic maintenances, outages, hot fixes, or minor patches. That's kind of typical for PTRs, I think, because it's a testing phase. And if you break something, well, got to go fix it, right? You know, and maybe they decide, hey, this thing that we put in there, that's really not working very well. Let's swap it out for this other one or something like that. It gives them an opportunity to, you know, make things better before it goes live for everybody. So the content that people will be participating in, ladder season, Uber Diablo updates, and various balance updates. There's an offline single-player note for Patch 2.4. It introduces changes to character save data as a result of their new balance changes. A new folder has been created to support players testing offline content. Players will now be able to test classes from previous versions of Diablo 2 Resurrected by importing those character files into this folder. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm just going to read uh, a little bit about the ladder testing and the Diablo stuff. There's a bunch of class changes I'm going to let you figure out for yourselves if you're involved in this. So under ladder testing, it says we are very excited to invite you all to the t- to test the ladder functionality on the PTR. The Diablo 2 Resurrected Ladder Launch represents an optional ranked competitive system of the game through a series of modes available to select from with a fresh ladder-specific character or characters. Each mode will have their own leaderboard where players compete to strategically gain experience within a limited time frame while having access to ladder-specific content. When the ladder season ends, leaderboard rankings will reset, transitioning characters to non-ladder mode, giving players an opportunity to store their hard-earned treasured loot as a new ladder season awaits them. For PTR test, we would love for you to focus your attention on the presentation of the ladder in the front end and the way the new balance changes impact ladder play. Here's some details. Ladder is now available for testing and the team will be emulating a ladder season start and end during the PTR. Players can use slash ladder and slash help ladder chat commands to retrieve season start and end information. Ladder information is made available in the leaderboard UI and for console, players will be updated upon loading into each game. At the end of a season, your ladder character will be converted to a non-ladder character along with any ladder exclusive items your character has equipped or in their inventory. So that sounds a lot like the seasonal stuff. At the end of a season, whatever character or characters you were playing, just go back to, you know, non-season. And if you've got, you do get to keep things like your set pieces and stuff like that. But as we learned, uh, some items don't come back with you off-season, like the ethereals that uh, you could use during Season 24, and that's all, and you didn't have them anymore at the end of Season 24. And now in Season 25, there are Soul Shards, and those are only going to be usable in Season 25, and then you won't get them when you go back at the season end to, you know, pull all the loot out of your mailbox. Those won't be in it. That's pretty common, so it looks like the ladder is 
situation is following that pattern. Once the season ends, you will have until the start of the season after next to retrieve items from your seasonal ladder shared stash tab to bring into your normal online play. For example, once season one ends, you have until season three begins to retrieve items from your season one stash. Any items not retrieved will be lost forever. So be choosy about those if you want to keep them whenever they are. Here's the Uber Diablo changes. The way that players summon Uber Diablo in Diablo 2 Resurrected today will remain the same as it was first introduced in version 1.10 by selling Stone of Jordan rings. However, we have made some changes to how and where that progress is calculated that we hope will make the experience better for the entire community. We're eager to hear your feedback. Uber Diablo progress for each game type will now be kept by the regional database. When the threshold is met by selling enough Stone of Jordan rings, Uber Diablo will spawn for everyone in the same region, not only those on the same server instance. Progress towards Uber Diablo is now tracked per game type, giving us a total of eight progressions being tracked. Those being Classic, Classic Hardcore, Classic Ladder, Classic Hardcore Ladder, Expansion, Expansion Hardcore, Expansion Ladder, Expansion Hardcore Ladder. Given this change, we have added new messaging for players to help them anticipate when Uber Diablo may spawn. This messaging will be sent out to all players in the region at certain tiers of progress and can be manually checked by using a slash Uber Diablo chat command. We hope these changes allow more players to get to experience the true terror that is Uber Diablo. I have a feeling that some people are going to assume that typing slash Uber Diablo in the chat will spawn him. So be prepared for that. And then there's a bunch of class changes and I'll let you, you know, jump into that and read that based on uh, whatever class you're playing or how much you want to know about it. But that's a pretty good amount of information for a PTR. On March 1st, the Blizzard CS The Americas Twitter account said, if hashtag D2R is having trouble launching, the troubleshooting steps are here, or here can help. And there's a link to that. It is on uh, usbattle.net, and it says, Diablo 2 Resurrected does not launch. What to do if your game doesn't launch after clicking play? I don't know if that's aimed at the PC or the console or both. Pure Diablo has uh, a post about the latter season for Diablo 2 Resurrected, and they've got the logo and picture, little like portrait frames of all the classes, and they've put a ladder across the side of it, so you can tell this is the ladder stuff right here. That's kind of funny. They wrote this on Twitter. With the ladder testing underway, Vang talks you through what you need to be doing when Season 1 really kicks off. Check out Ladder Season 1. Jumpstart your new ladder character. So there's information if you want to get started and don't know how or have forgotten if you played it back in the day. This is what you need to know. Adam Fletcher, Pez Radar, Global Community Lead for Diablo and, and Diablo Immortal and a few other things in um, that are Blizzard games, has a picture of the Barbarian in Diablo 2, and he is holding a long, like, pike weapon, and on the end of that pike weapon is a piece of padded armor that looks like maybe chest plate, or maybe it's a bit more than that, and he wrote, bring your best Cathan's mesh and meet me outside for a duel at 3 p.m., and it just looks so silly because... <laughs> You've got this barbarian who's got, you know, a reasonable amount of armor and looks like he's equipped pretty well, not currently wearing a helm. And he's got this, like, I'm going to fight you with my other armor on a stick. <laughs> it just has this strange look to it. 
Carbot Animations put out on February 26th another Diablo Annihilation Diablo LOL 2 episode 46 and this one is I think it's about fighting um, it's about fighting possibly Uber Diablo or maybe just Diablo himself in the game and it's it's pretty funny so I'm just going to leave it to you to to see it'll be in the show notes but I love their like very simplistic animation and how much stuff they can do with it and it's always so entertaining and like fast moving and I think you probably would have to know what D2 was in order to really understand it but I think even people who don't know could probably be entertained by it and on that note Carbot also has the D2 pin bundle. It's back in stock. They posted this on Twitter on March 3rd, which is today. And uh, you can get all seven pins for the price of six and save on shipping. There's a link in their Twitter account. So if you want to pick up all the little pins of all the little classes, you can do that. They're, they've released them uh, back in stock again. Debrunsky has a video and it's called New D2 Meta with three exclamation points on it. It's a YouTube video. And on Twitter, he wrote, Diablo 2 will finally see some new meta. Full breakdown in this video. So that's something to check out if you're interested. I've mentioned before on this show that if you want to contribute to what goes into the shows, you could do that in a number of ways. You can tweet directly at Shattered Stone at Shattered Stone on Twitter, and I'll see it and respond if I if I see it, and if I can, um, if I have a response to it, I'll do that. You can comment on the show's blog underneath it. You can add some comments there, and you can also, if you're in the Discord, you can ask me, you know, Diablo-related stuff or otherwise in the Discord, and I'll put it on the show. So Nick Quaglietta, I'm hoping one of these days I'll understand the right way to pronounce that, but I'm trying my best, and. Part of what he tweeted at Shattered Stone was, what is your opinion about how or if the Microsoft acquisition will impact the future of Diablo gaming? I hope the whole antitrust business will not disrupt or delay the launch of D4. By the way, I would definitely tune into a Twitch stream for your podcast. Now, in the previous episode, which is what he also connected to here, I was talking about maybe someday I'll stream again. And... I wasn't thinking about doing it for the Shattered Soulstone podcast. So here's a little thing I wrote, and I'll elaborate in a minute. So in response to Nick's comment, I wrote, In my opinion, the Microsoft acquisition won't be harmful to the future of Diablo gaming. It either goes through or it doesn't. Blizzard is still going to make Diablo games, including Diablo 4. In regards to streaming, I'm going to stick with recording and editing it in-house, meaning the Shattered Soulstone podcast, because I, you know, I'm... I collect up the information and you hear my voice talking at you every week. My husband edits the, edits the show way better than I can. And I don't feel like doing my podcast or our podcast live on Twitch is going to give you as good of a product as we can in-house. Because, for example, today, the pollen count is extraordinarily high. I am recording this while on Benadryl. I'm screwing things up left and right that you won't hear by the time this comes out. If I did that on Twitch, it wouldn't be as interesting. It would be more incoherent. So that's part of why I would not want to put my podcast on Twitch. Also, Sean and I have been recording podcasts, creating, recording, posting podcasts, editing podcasts, 
since 2005. We're really old school about this. And that's like the really early days of podcasting. Not like the initial start, but pretty close. So we're used to doing it this way. We've gotten good at it over all those years. And I don't want to try to adapt it to Twitch, especially since my health conditions screw me up and I want you to have a good show to listen to. And I don't think I could do that on Twitch. That said, someday... Maybe if I have time and I'm not having my chronic illnesses attack me, I might possibly go back to streaming again. But I think I'd rather do it on YouTube instead because, you know, I have a Twitch account and I haven't put anything on it in a very, very long time. I use it mostly to watch my friends play video games, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm not capable of being a consistent streamer. And I also don't think I could focus on playing a video game and trying to keep track of chat and everything else. At the same time, I kind of feel like maybe YouTube would be easier. So someday, maybe I'll do that. This is not an announcement that I'm about to start doing that, but if I do, I'll let you know. Red October posted a thing on Twitter. Red October wrote this. Next, at Diablo Immortal Campfire, Monday, March 7th at 1 p.m. EST. Uh, recap the last month, lessons learned, clarification on release window, and scrappy echoes being formed, along with forward-looking thoughts, what's still to come, what may happen, and this is going to be happening through his Discord, and I've been invited to participate in this, so you may hear my voice in that on uh, Monday, March 7th. When we do that, I don't know how many people are in the Scrappy Echoes Discord, but any of them, if you're in somebody's Discord, as you may know, you could just listen in on stuff that people are recording or voice stuff that they're doing without having, you know, the whole world sort of talking over each other at the same time. It's possible. And I haven't done like a Diablo campfire thing in a really long time, and I thought it would be fun. So I'll be on that if I'm at least as well as I am right now while I'm recording this show and speaking to you right now. Um, I'll participate with comments if I have any. Depends on how this goes. But I think it's going to be fun. And so you might want to... I'm sure that once that's out, that'll get like tweeted out. So that'll be happening Monday. There is a cosplayer who goes by at Tiffany Cosplay, and she posted some TikTok videos of her costume that she made for BlizzCon in 2018 and then put it away for years and decided to put it back on. Or maybe these are the older videos. I'm not sure. But she's got the whole thing. She has the armor. She's got the wings. And there's a couple of videos that she did with them. And it's really cool. I mean, it's, you know, one's a transformation video and one is specifically focusing on those wings, which are blue and flowy with some kind of mesh and kind of look like the wings in Diablo 3 for Aureal. And they light up and it's just really cool. I'm always impressed with cosplayers that can do all of that because it's not just a matter of kind of looking like the character you're trying to portray, but it's you have to design all this stuff yourself and in some cases sculpt it and paint it and glue things together and in this case get the led working so that's impressive and i thought everybody should take a look at that max roll pushed a tweet on march 2nd they wrote our new class overview for diablo 3 cover everything you want to know about your favorite characters including their lore skills passives sets legendary items builds tier placements and in-depth mechanics and there's a link to that they've got a lovely diablo picture in here with uh let's see one two three four five classes six classes maybe 
six classes trying to fight Malthiel. It's a really neat picture. I don't know where they got it from. It's good art, whoever's it is. Yeah, so if you need help with that or if you're going to switch classes or something, it might be something for you to look at. They do such good stuff at Max Roll, so I like to let people know about it. And lastly... Rex Antarex has posted two videos on Reddit. One of them is the Challenge Rift 245 EU guide on Reddit. He put it on Reddit. And then the other one is the Challenge Rift 245 North American guide on Reddit. So if you're going to do a Challenge Rift, you might want to look at one of these based on whatever, if you're on NA or if you're on EU, you know, that's, uh, that's how it goes. Um, I tend to go in them. I'll watch a video sometimes and then sort of wing it. That's what I do. But if you're, I know a lot of people want to be very precise with everything in the Diablo games. So this could probably help you out a lot. And that's going to bring us to the end of this show. I'm hoping I wasn't completely incoherent, but if I screwed something up, assume it's the medication I'm on. Yeah, that. You have been listening to episode 349 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone in Diablo 3, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening.